Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We're all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good. From scriptures to devotional excerpts to song lyrics to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, we all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here for our very first edition of Redeemed and Restored. You know, I love to look back at times in my life to see God's hand at work, bringing beauty from ashes, redeeming and restoring from so much pain. Today, as I introduce you to this new weekly message, I'm going to provide you with some steps that I believe will help you sharpen your spiritual vision. So stick with me. I promise it'll be good. And be sure to stay till the end. I've got an awesome gift for you that you will be blessed by. I promise. You know, I have been through a lot. More than most in the area of spiritual abuse and other trauma. Most people who've gone through what I did would more often than not totally walk away from God. Instead, I chose to learn from those painful experiences through the lens of God's goodness. A few months ago, I took a trip to visit my firstborn in California, and I was having issues with my contact lenses, so I wasn't wearing them, I wasn't even wearing any glasses, I'm out there on the curb outside of the luggage place and the car kind of, it looked vaguely familiar, pulled up to the curb and I couldn't see the driver and I didn't really want to walk up to the car. Like what if it was some creeper or some guy? I, I mean, I didn't want to just walk up and look in the window. So I just stood there with my bags and kind of watched for movement and All of a sudden, I sensed something, and so I started kind of walking in that direction, and I began to recognize his shoulders shrugged up, and his hands lifted like, Mom, what's wrong with you? And it was actually pretty funny at the time, but it can become serious 
when we cannot see spiritual truths with clarity. Contact lenses may bring 2020 physical vision, but it's God's word in context, planted in our hearts and acted on in obedience that brings 2020 spiritual vision. I had to ask myself from all that God had walked me through with all the pain in my life, just how do I put in those lenses so I can see clearly? So I really had to go back and analyze the steps that I took and they boil down to three honest actions, request, repent, and reach out. I had to ask the Holy Spirit, what did I do to open the door to such deception in my life? To be honest, it would have been much easier to just stay in the mode of pointing my finger at my abusers and railing against all that they did to me. I mean, they were guilty. No question about it. I remember one night as I was struggling to make sense of the years of deception I was drawn into and how easily I believed a lie. But something was different. I had a shift. I began to see through different lenses. Rather than my anger toward my abusers, I began to ask God, what are you trying to teach me from all this? That was a game changer for me. Just recently, I interviewed a Redemption Press author, and she was telling me about a crisis in her marriage that pretty much blindsided her. She kept begging God to help her understand, crying out to him, why are you doing this to me? Why me? Why did you let this happen to me? Haven't I like served you well? obeying your word, doing your will, and this is the thanks I get for my devotion to you? Have you ever felt that way with God? I loved how she described to me the Lord's response. Daughter, you're asking the wrong question. That began a journey for her of asking the Lord, what questions should I be asking? Over time and many hours before the Lord, she learned to be grateful for whatever God was doing in the situation of concern, even if she didn't understand what it was that he was doing. God worked so much good through that crisis in her life, but it wasn't until she began asking the right questions and he answered my questions, showing me all the ways I'd opened the door to the enemy. One key way he showed me was that I wasn't allowing him to come into those areas of brokenness to show me that unseen, undetected, and unwelcome woundedness that was making me vulnerable to deception. Kind of like I experienced on a boat trip our family was on recently. We were on our way to the San Juan Islands in our 43-year-old sailboat. We were motoring through some of the waterways. We were kind of headed up to Deer Harbor. And all of a sudden, a huge thud caused the boat to tip to the right. And 
then this horrible scraping sound and bumping and that was followed by another thud and I was sitting on the bow, so I had no idea what was happening, but everyone on deck was flying down below, you know, to see how bad it was, to see if there was any water coming in. Whew, well, thank the Lord. It just dinged up the keel. But it made me ponder what happens when we have unhealed trauma in our lives. It's exactly like that. Below the surface, so you can't see it, but when something triggers or touches it, unknowingly, there's a reaction and it's normally not a positive one. Why? Because the wound hasn't been cleaned out and healed up. So once the Lord showed me my undealt with wounds and how just because they were out of sight, that didn't mean they were gone. I then had to take the next step, which was repent. I had to ask for forgiveness for not allowing Jesus access to my pain. I had to ask forgiveness for doing the talk to the hand response to God because I just didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with my pain. I lived like maybe if I pretended it wasn't there, it would just go away. Can you relate to that at all? Ouch. How's that working for you, right? I had to look for all of my coping mechanisms, my drug of choice that kept me numb to my pain, which just happened to be work and success, which I was really pretty good at. Oh, there were many things I had to ask forgiveness for, but oh, how clean I felt as he washed me in that forgiveness that he gave me. Once I finished processing all of that, I took a most vulnerable step, and that was the third step to reach out. Rather than isolating, I needed to find those who were safe. To you, that might look like a small group or even a Bible-based counselor to really help you process your pain. One thing I know the enemy loves to do is isolate us. He wants us to think we're the only one that feels the way we do and make us feel ashamed to admit we're struggling. He does that so we'll retreat and be silent and stay out of fellowship. When we're in that place, it's easy to spiral into some dark places, which is just what the enemy wants. When we can find a small group of safe women or even that one person or counselor who gets you, we can begin to let the walls down and share those struggles and those hurts. This is such an important piece of the puzzle. The most amazing thing I've found is that as we process our pain, God will use us to help others who struggle with similar wounding. Who would think the God of the universe could bring good out of our pain? But I'm here to tell you he can and he will because he's faithful. And like Romans 8.28 says, he uses all things, not just the good things, 
together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So we're going to start our journey together going through my memoir, Full Circle, Coming Home to the Faithfulness of God. We're going to connect all the dots that illustrate a gracious God who continued to pursue me even while I ran hard in the opposite direction of his ways. We'll discover his faithfulness in drawing me to himself out of the new age and my brazen contempt for the person of Jesus and through many twists and turns that often led me off the straight and narrow path of sanctification and right dead straight into deception. So much of what I've discovered on this journey has shown areas of wounding from my childhood and young adult years that influenced me heavily because it hadn't been healed. So we'll connect those dots, unpack some of the lies that I believed, and perhaps you'll find yourself in my story and realize his redemption and restoration is for you too. During this initial time with you, I'd like to share a few thoughts and scriptures that this weekly video and audio broadcast will emphasize as we go along. When I think about what God has done in my life, the words redeemed and restored are what resonate. But I'm always like wanting to dig into the words that illustrate God's character. After all, I'm a writer, speaker, and publisher. So I'm a word girl. Makes sense. The word redemption is defined as deliverance, to rescue, retrieve, reclaim, recover, and release. When I consider the dark places I've been in my life, places like childhood sexual abuse, crushing rejection from my mother, teenage promiscuity, mind-altering drugs, Scientology, New Age, and the occult, abortion, marital betrayal, divorce, domestic violence, and crippling spiritual abuse. And even with all that trauma and pain, he has so gently lifted me out of the pit, and not only once. It just leaves me in awe of his goodness. With David, I can declare, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my sins and heals all of my diseases. I'm putting it in first person, who redeems my life from the pit and crowns me with love and compassion, who satisfies my desires with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. For Jesus to redeem me from all of that agony and then restore me? Wow. Restoration is defined as the return of something to its former, original, normal, or unimpaired condition, making restitution of anything that was taken away or lost. Truth be told, after 13 years of severe spiritual abuse, I was an emotional, financial, relational, and spiritual train wreck, and that was only nine years ago. God not only redeemed and rescued me, but he restored and returned me to my former place, unscathed, uninjured, unharmed, unbroken. 
Like Job, I lost everything that was important to me. My marriage of 18 years, my family, my $3.5 million business, my car, house, credit rating, reputation, and almost my faith. But as I healed and I asked God the right questions and began working on the areas of brokenness that I'd allowed to go untended, he began restoring me. As the book of Joel says, I will restore the years the locusts have eaten. That's what God did. The book of Psalms says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. This is one faithful God, and I am living proof of that fact. He gave me back my family, brought me my knight in shining armor, who happens to be a pastor, healed my broken heart, and so much of the pain from all of that spiritual abuse. He has restored my career in publishing and is in the process of paying back all that the enemy stole with regard to my publishing business and all that was related to it. My story has been described as a modern day Cinderella story, and it really is true. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we endeavor together to find the faithfulness of God. We'll look for all of the promises that God has for us. We'll resist and reject all the lies the enemy whispers and those that we believe. And we're going to grow in our trust in Him and His faithfulness. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who could use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.